Alright, you ready? I'm ready. Just gonna make shit up on the fly, too, because fuck it. I'll throw it in when I bring it up and talk about it. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Hello and welcome yeah. to another episode of Space Time Taco. Yeah. Yeah. I am one of the hosts, Chris, a.k.a. Time Low Burrito. And I am one of the other hosts, Nate, a.k.a. A Little Teapot. And there's a, a ghost host with the most. Ghost host. Somewhere. Somewhere out there. Uh, beneath the pale moon sky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nate, it's been... I, it's funny, because in my head I'm like, I haven't seen you or I haven't talked to you in two weeks. I'm like, I just talked to you Wednesday. Yes, you did. Damn, damn, going to the same comic shop, making it not make sense of when days happen. Uh, how you doing? How you been? What have you been up to? Uh, well... Speaking of comic shop, I've got on our list today a lot of different things I've read. Someone um, actually reads the comics he buys. Yeah, <laughs> they don't just immediately get sleeved and go in a box. Um, I'll read them eventually, okay? No, I uh, there were some good reads from what I picked out last time we went to Third Eye. Um, some very good reads. Some not so good reads, which I didn't put on the list, and these are things that I'm probably going to end up selling or trading. Um, I had mentioned to you Marauders, for example. I have two issues of that. Read them both. Still don't like it very much. Turns out that the issue one I picked up is signed. Didn't even know that. I looked at the cover one day and saw gold ink on the cover. I'm like, wait a second. This bitch is signed. <laughs> is that the the Marvel Marauders? or Marvel Marauders, yes. Okay. I think that's... And is that a spinoff of X-Men or something? It is a spinoff of X-Men. It's basically a, a band of mutants, similar to like Gardens of the Galaxy kind of stuff. Um, but they go out and they rescue and save other mutants. Um, I think the biggest draw to this is it's got Xavier's sister in it, who is a homicidal maniac, Um, but this group of marauders, led by... I forget her name. I think it's... It's not Katie Pride. It's her daughter, and I forget her name. But it's Pride, anyway. Just Captain Pride. She dresses like a space pirate. It's cool. But it is... outfit the inclusive Pride flag? It does not. Okay. Um, I'm mad. Don't be Captain Pride and not well, have a... <laughs> I picked it up because I thought it was going to be like a cool space pirate thing, but it's not that, and I don't know. I just don't enjoy it that much. The other one I got was the uh, red, white, and black Moon Knight. And uh, didn't realize that this is not written as a cohesive story. It's written as a collection of short stories. And okay. while that's that's okay in its own way... Um, not what you were looking for. No, it wasn't what I was looking for at all. Okay. So, that's the bad stuff out of the Visually, way. it looks cool. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, limited coloring in books. Um oh, yeah. Because like I I have the uh, I believe they're called the noir editions, uh, but I have the noir edition of uh, Long Halloween, and it's black and just a black and white version. And as somebody that reads basically at this point consistently nothing but manga, um, mm-hmm. it's how I read things mostly. Well, that's the neat thing about reading manga is unless the artist is giving you a color cover to base <clears throat> colors on. In, in the manga, um, you're kind of imagining what everything looks like in color as you're reading it. Unless it's an isekai and they just have black hair. You always know they have black hair. That's how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> you get reborn every time. You are a pretty boy 
with black hair. Black hair, black armor, black coat, black swords. <sighs> Fuck you, Kirito. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has one non-black sword, isn't it? Like a black sword and he then does. a bright white sword or some shit? He has a blue sword. Blue, and it's okay. made for him by somebody else, and that's when he gets his dual-wielding skill. Ooh. And it's... Sorry, Sword Online is so fucking lame. <laughs> I just, because obviously I don't have anything specific that I've read on our list, but uh, I just read, just finished catching up, I'm not sure if it's continuing, um, a series where a group of five get pulled into another world. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. I'm back. Chris, cut this out. You know, you can... Cool. Um... Let me start over. Group of five get pulled into a world. Uh, they're like, you're our heroes. And then one of them's like, wait a minute. Or someone's like, wait a minute, there's only supposed to be four. And there's a fifth guy that doesn't have any abilities. He's just a normal guy. Um, and they're like, oh, we're so sorry. We'll keep you here. We'll help, you we'll help protect you. You can help raise your level with them. Hopefully we can figure out what's going on. And um, in one of the training sessions, something happens. He gets eaten supposedly uh and just disappears for so for his friends he's dead uh what happens is he then gets transported to another place where he basically gets plopped out in front of um basically a control port or a control computer that allows him to put in all of the cheats for his care himself and then gets respawned into the world as a super OP character. <laughs> <laughs> so his friends think he's dead. He is now just living his own life, doing whatever he wants. Um, and it's cool because now it, it has gotten far enough in the story that they're about to start crossing paths again. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, that's where it fucking ends in the manga. And I'm not sure if it's going any further. And I'm like, fuck you. I don't want to read a goddamn light novel. Um <laughs> So I'm excited to see if that does continue, because that one actually is pretty interesting to me. Uh, yeah. Hmm. That's really well, all right. That's a... While we're on the topic of comics, let's just go through what we've been reading and watching then. Because um, I've got a list of four comics here anyway, from what I've read this week. And uh, this will just sort of be a rapid-fire overview of these comics that I think are really good, and you may want to add to your own pull list. Um, so, I'm going to start at the bottom, actually, with Jurassic League. It, I mean, what it is is what it says on the tin. It is the Justice League as dinosaurs, basically. Um, yep. So, it's... And the first issue reads sort of as the classic origin of the Justice League. You've got Batman hunting down the Joker to stop his secret plot. Uh, Superman, who is a brachiosaurus, crashes on Earth and, you know, gets raised by a human caveman Kent family and helps them build and protect their community. You've got Wonder Woman, who is a triceratops, who has dreams about all these conflicts and things like that and is sent out into the wider world. Um, so it's all very interesting. Based on the preview I got of the second cover, um, we're going to see all the classic Justice League characters. We're going to see a Flash is a dinosaur eventually, so that's the one I remember. Oh, and we got Aquaman as well. Forgot about that. Aquaman is in the first issue oh, too. Oh God. Um, 
Now this so, this one I picked up too. I have not read it yet. Um, but the main reason I wanted to pick it up is because it is created by, uh, or drawn, I guess. Yeah. Um, art is done by Daniel Warren Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. For comic people, uh, he did actually do a um, Wonder, Woman, Wonder Woman story called Dead Earth, which is really good, uh, as well as um, two image series. One was called Extremity, um, which I think I actually own, and I never actually find, actually went to read. It's probably over on that shelf right there. Um, but also Murder Falcon, which is a pretty short series. Uh incredible story in my opinion i by if you aren't crying by the end of that there's something wrong with you um <laughs> even though it's called murder falcon i'm telling you now whew, it hits you mm. well this is i don't know it's it's a fun comic book i enjoy the take on it um you know turning all these characters to dinosaurs but i'm interested to see where it goes after after this first issue which i guess i'll see next month but uh, moving on from that, we've got a new run of Spider-Punk. I've got issues one and two of those. Um, so Hobby Brown, who is Spider-Punk, is at the very beginning is fighting Craven, And Craven has basically started try- trying to start a riot um, in the town where Hobby and the rest of his gang have their base. Um, but in this, you get Riru Williams, who's doing an Ironheart. You get another character, I forget the name of, who's doing Captain Anarchy, as opposed yeah. to Captain America. Um, you've got a guy there who's the Hulk, who you do not get to see Hulk out in the first issue at all. Um, but they're basically going on a road trip from, at the end of it, they're going on a road trip from their home in Brooklyn to D.C. Because they found that Osborne, who Hobby kills in his universe, still has these sort of caches, these underground black site caches of things like super weapons and other plots basically to enact his world domination schemes. Um, And so, of course, Spider-Punk is on the road to try to stop that. Um, Spider-Punk is one of those sort of... Of course, it is an alternate version of Spider-Man, but it's different in the fact that Spider-Punk also takes himself both less seriously and more seriously than most Spider-Men you've seen. (laughs) Um, while he's fighting, he is that jokey, quippy Spider-Man, but he does it even more so, and his favorite move isn't, like, webbing people up or hitting them really hard with his fist. It's smacking them with a guitar. (laughs) Um, but meanwhile, he also beats himself up anytime one of his friends gets hurt or anytime a plan goes wrong. He's very down on himself occasionally and really needs his friends to bring him up there. So it's a sort of cutesy, endearing tale in that way, but also everything you love about classic Spider-Man stories. Um, beyond that, we've got Hulk versus Thor: Banner of War. Um, I love the Hulk. Very was looking for something new in Hulk to read, and this is probably going to be one of my favorites of the season of this run. It is Hulk fighting Thor, but in a different way than you expect. Banner basically creates sort of a mind palace inside of Hulk that lets him control Hulk more or less like a mecha. Um, He has this thing called the engine room where he traps Hulk's psyche and tortures him with constant fights to keep him angry all the time while Banner inside his own mind is piloting the body of the Hulk. So So, I did want to say I I realized after after getting like me and um, the employees at Third Eye convincing you to pick that up. that is actually the current run going on right now with the Hulk is how the Hulk is, is has been 
changed basically. Um, okay. So I I definitely recommend pay, getting into that if you can. If you even want, I'll even let you borrow my issues. Maybe. <laughs> well, he's. Uh... It's All a right, cool take. I, I, it is an interesting take for that. But I, what? So what's actually the 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 plan with this, or what's going on with the actual mm-hmm. story in this now? Um. Well, whole. I actually. You know what? I don't quite remember. Um, it was good, but I've read a lot of stuff, and so my brain is full of a lot of things. <laughs> and the reason I went from bottom up is because the favorite one, which I do remember, is at the top, which is Dark Knights of Steel. Oh hell yeah! So I was interested when I first saw the cover of Dark Knights of Steel because I see Batman in like medieval plate armor, which is a really cool look for Batman, but it is basically Superman coming to Earth well before the modern era in medieval times um jor-el and his wife surviving becoming the king and queen of this sort of fiefdom and apparently there's another sort of kingdom out there that's looking to assassinate the king of this place and so batman goes to investigate what they call a banshee turns out it's dina or dinah i forget how you say her name um the white canary yeah um and so batman goes to fight her she screams at him blowing up this entire inn that they're in in that they're in huh um and i love that you stopped yourself to laugh at your own (laughs) (laughs) and batman wonders during this entire fight after superman shows up who's not supposed to be there by the way um why he isn't dead Mm. and I guess spoilers for the first issue of this, if you're going to read it, be warned. Turns out that Batman in this universe is Jor-El's illegitimate son. So, at least half Kryptonian. A.K.A. Um, Batman and Superman are brothers. Yeah. And Batman's dad was the former king of the kingdom before Jor-El took over. Oh no! Wasn't he... a it wasn't a hostile takeover or anything, at least as far as we know. Um, but we're gonna get a panel but... with pearls being clutched. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I enjoy a different take on Bruce's origin. It's no more watch your parents die. Um, so it's neat, and I enjoy it because I like medieval stuff, and this is sort of right up my alley. But all four of these, I would recommend to anybody who's a comic book fan, comic book fan who may be listening. Uh, visit your local shop. Check them out. They're all very, very good comics for, for you know what it's worth. Um, and yeah. who knows, you may find yourself diving into a new run soon. And I can't remember either. Dark Knights of Steel is either almost over or about halfway. I can't remember if it's halfway or almost over. I can't remember it's if it's like a six issue or if it's a twelve issue run. Um, yeah. But I, I'm not entirely certain myself. Speaking <laughs> of seeing a different origin for for Batman, um, we still get. The uh, Bruce watches his parents get murdered oh, yeah. in Jurassic in Jurassic <laughs> League. Uh, <laughs> it turns out the Joker Saurus mur- murdered Bruce's parents, and yes, they do do that for all the names in this series. They're not; it's not Batman or Superman. It's something Saurus or something Don. Is it Bruce Saurus? Bruce Saurus Wayne. Um. No, like Wonder Woman is Wonderon because she's a Triceratops. Oh. Uh, Superman is just Super Saurus. 
they had Black Manta show up to fight Aquaman, and it's literally Black Mantasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, but you do get that one little, one panel, not even like a whole panel, just like a little quarter panel of a tiny little dinosaur Bruce crying over his dead dinosaur parents. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, yeah, that's I... that's what I read. Yeah, I trying to think of anything I've read besides no, still on my still on my Isekai bullshit. Nothing really good to report. Uh I think I think last time we talked I was fully caught up on um Spy Family. If not, mm-hmm. I am fully caught up on Spy Family. Also fully caught up on One Piece, but we've got another week break and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I want it. I I wish that I could go back and unread it and reread it all. <laughs> well, that's how I feel with certain manga I read as well, because it sometimes takes months for for Nanashi to come out with a new Nagatoro chapter. Oh, yeah. So one of the... Okay, so I really haven't watched much. Um, I will say, no spoilers, not going to give any spoilers or anything. Uh, we did go and see um, over the weekend, last weekend... Um, went to see everything everywhere all at once. Absolutely loved it. I want to buy it immediately, probably digitally, because, again, I have no way of watching physical media, but I'd probably buy a special edition of that just because it's so fucking good. Um, I highly recommend it. If you can, go check it out. Um, mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. Short round for life. I may see it one, one day after work this week because I'm hearing great things about it and it seems like unfortunately because of its position it's going to be a critically underwatched and underrated movie um well not underrated, so. it was going to say underwatched. underwatched yeah but again it's also i think we talked about that it's also only in like 48 theaters or something like that mm-hmm. um so for what it's worth let's actually hold on let's check out some box office mojo Ba-ba-da-ba-ba-da. Everything Everywhere All at Once has made, um, altogether, $56.9 million. Hmm. Not too bad, not too bad. Um, let's see if I can find the budget. Quick Googles in. If you could guess, what do you think the budget was? Hmm... I don't know, something in the realm of twenty-five, thirty million. Twenty-five million. According to this, it was twenty-five million dollar budget. Um, nice. So it made his money. I mean, hell, domestically it made fifty-two, fifty-two million. So, and mm-hmm. from what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing on actually Wikipedia, it's showing uh, sixty-one point one million as box office, which is even better. So hey, sure. Yeah. I mean, you've got fucking. Multiverse of Madness that, let's see, currently has a worldwide budget of, or worldwide box office of $803 million, (laughs) but it's also a fucking Marvel movie. Also, pointing out, this is $803 million without China. Mm Mm-hmm. So, that says something. I mean, Michelle Yeoh is, I mean, she's an amazing but underrated actress. Um... She was, for those of you listening who may not remember where you saw her on screen, um, go back to Shang-Chi, and she was Shang-Chi's aunt in that movie, who taught him sort of an open-hand Tai Chi technique. 
in their little fight scene. She was also one of the leads in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, for anybody old enough to remember. <laughs> she also but, was in a single after credit scene for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which obviously didn't mm-hmm. go anywhere. And I no, don't it think not. it's going to go anywhere, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. She was one of the members of one of the other Ravagers. bands of space pirates, Ravagers, yeah. yes. So, you've seen her on screen before. She's been in a lot of things. You just may not remember because she doesn't get talked about that often. Um, but, while we're at this list, because we've got more newsy things to cover, um, let's just go on to things we've watched since you already talked about your movie. Um, so, I checked out two sort of newer anime for this season. One of um, which I'll say I am very excited to check out. Um, yeah. and try and convince well, other people that like certain sports to check out. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one, of course, is Birdie Wing um, that I've put here in the podcast notes is Golf Girl Anime. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> it is that. So Birdie Wing is a story of a girl who basically is a golf hustler. Um, she gets challenged to play golf against like top tier pros all the time and thoroughly trashes them with her sort of special techniques. What's weird about her is in the world of golf, you see caddies with, even if you've seen golf played like once in your entire life, you see caddies with huge bags of like 12 or 13. I forget how many clubs golf is actually played with, but a lot of clubs, basically (laughs) she plays with only three clubs at any given time. And, she still beats these pros who have trained like all their lives to play professional golf and go to tournaments and things like that. She is only interested though, in basically taking people's money or having a really good challenge. And if both come together, she's super excited for that. Um, but she also comes from sort of a tragic background. She's basically dirt poor taking care of three kids who I assume, based on what I've seen in the first episode, are under threat of getting kicked out of the country that they live in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Not where I expected this kind of show to go. (laughs) Well, she does that with another adult and her friend, who kind of serves as her caddy and manager, basically sets up all the hustles for her. So, it's interesting to see where it goes. I think the most interesting thing to me is I'm watching this anime about golf, and then I hear the main character shout out what sounds like any like shonen protagonist super move basically when she hits a golf ball (laughs) so so it's that kind of nutty and i was considering dropping it after the first episode because i'm like "Eh, it is what it is but the more i think about it the more i want to watch it so i would say it's at least worth checking out the first episode and seeing if you're into it um the other one which is Leaps and Bounds probably going to be more popular than Birdie Wing this season is Aharasan Wa. Excuse my terrible accent and pronunciation. I just can't get in the mood to do it right. Hakare Nai. Um, this is a high school. I don't know if it's going to be a rom com because I haven't watched that much of it. But basically, you've got the main character who never really made any friends in middle school because of the way he looks. He always looks like he's mean or sour. And so people tend to avoid him. And then you've got this very quiet girl who talks so quietly, she has to get like in his face to whisper at him so she can, so he can oh, hear wow. her speak. Um, 
And the first episode starts off really funny because he's trying to, you know, make friends and have an ideal high school life. And he's talking to this girl next to him who is talking, but he cannot hear her at all. <laughs> um, and then she's got her own sort of tragic backstory where because she's so quiet, she had a hard time making any friends and became very clingy and came on to people too strongly trying to do so. So... It's got the gag aspect of very big and very small going on. Um, but it looks like it's going to be a wholesome, endearing sort of slice of life kind of show. And that's kind of been the Your hot thing? thing for the last few seasons of anime. It's not even my thing. Yeah, it According has. to my anime list, it's just blown up that way. Yeah. So, I mean, we think of shows like Komi-san, uh... Fucking cosplay girl. I forget the name of that one. My dress, dress of darling. darling. There yeah. we go. Um, we had Hori Mia blow up when that came out. Rent a girlfriend. Uh, even Nagatoro in its anime run did some good, decent numbers. So we're getting those wholesome slice of life rom com kind of stuff. And because it's doing so well, studios are just looking to make more of it. Whether it be an adaptation from an IP that already exists or something totally brand new. And they're doing good work with it. I think that's the key here, is it's not just we're doing a formula, it's we're always doing something new with the formula. Yeah, it's not literally mm -hmm. the exact, it's not cookie cutter for all these things. Mm -hmm. um, me, for instance, I, I've i enjoyed Dress Up Darling, my Dress Up Darling, but um, Comey, Comey was definitely my favorite of the things I've watched of those, those types of shows so far. Comey is great. I mean, if you're someone who deals with social anxiety in any capacity... Comey is your anime, period. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's that's all we've got on this list so far. Um, we can jump into playing, unless Chris has a lot to go there. He didn't write anything. Um, I'm trying to think of anything. Really? I have not... So, uh, peek behind the curtain. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I have recently gotten a new job, so my free time... I feel like has been focused on that more than anything in uh just because of the shift back into a different type of job I am still working up to not being exhausted after a full day of work uh <laughs> which you know I was expecting and I'm I'm already feeling better um so hopefully I'll be back to just doing everything like I said my MO lately had MO no what whatever my day would literally be go to work come home, lay down, and just read shit. No pl no playing, barely any watching, maybe some YouTube shit, nothing where I had to really focus on it. Um, really, the only thing I've played is uh, Core Keeper. And that was... I can't remember if that was on the last podcast or if it was within the last two weeks. All I know is that I picked it up, checked it out. Um, it is a... It's it's funny because it's kind of like if somebody decided to take the mod of um, stone block from Minecraft, where you dropped into a room surrounded by just stuff you have to mine, um, and you explore and you find things, you can build things. You, it's basically just a crafting dungeon mm -hmm. almost. Um, there are certain bosses, like I believe it's. From what I know, and what I can tell, there are three main bosses that you have to kill uh, to charge this thing, device. I have no idea, because I haven't gone that far. It's not even a... Chris is skipping 
um, story thing. It's a, I have no idea what's going on because I really am somebody that was just dropped here. You don't know where you're from, what's going on. You just know that you have to survive and expand. So mm-hmm. it's really fun, really relaxing. Uh, it is like the perfect game for me. Um, very Minecraft Terraria feels. Uh, even with the, the hunger bar, it's not bad, not too bad. I know sometimes I... If you put too much restriction on that kind of shit, I cannot handle it. So, <laughs> yeah. well, as far as what I've been playing, I've had it for a while and decided to just sit down and try it for once. Uh, Ghost Runner, which you've played before, absolutely fantastic game. That is my kind of live die repeat game, Nate. So I played it because I'm very much into cyberpunk aesthetic, and this has it out the wazoo the game looks amazing especially on a fairly new 3060 ti the visuals are stunning that being said i'm not very good at these games (laughs) um i'll put it this way steam will after the end of a level it'll give you a time and a death count and it will compare that to any of your steam friends who have also (laughs) played the game to date chris is the only other person who has played this game on my steam's friend list besides me in all but one level, you've beat me everywhere in time, and in every level, you've beat me in deaths. So, <laughs> really, I yes, I like the game. I think the problem is, is I'm trying to play it with a mouse and keyboard. Oh and... no, I played mouse and keyboard. You cannot play this game with a controller. Okay. Well, I guess what I mean to say is my mouse sensitivity may be a little too high because sometimes mm. I'm going to hit an enemy or aim at a wall and. My camera is all over the fucking place. Yeah. So it is difficult to keep track of your surroundings sometimes in this. That being said, don't let that strike you as a detriment to the game. That is a detriment to my ability to aim correctly when I have to move so fast at the same time. Oh, so I'm not sure if you... I can't remember if you actually mentioned it, but um, Ghost Runner is very much a... Uh, I, I know I just said live, die, repeat kind of game. Um it is a first-person speed platformer, I guess is mm-hmm. one of the best ways to describe it. Yeah. Um, if you remember wall running in Titanfall, that's very much what this is. So in my mind, I I just trying to come up with a name for it, um, my mind immediately went to um, Mirror's Edge. Uh, well, yeah. Because it is a lot of plat- like running on the walls, grabbing things, climbing things as fast as you can, but while dealing with enemies... Um, and it kind of breaks itself down very similar to, uh, levels like Katana Zero or Celeste, or like I talked about Super Meat Boy last week or last podcast too, um, Mm -hmm. where you are, the moment you die, you just start over. There's no, oh, okay, got to reload. It's, it's literally like, boom, doom, boom, over and over and over again. So fast where sometimes you will die immediately when you respawn because you forgot where it starts. <laughs> <laughs> um, set in a cyberpunk world. It is. And I appreciate the fact that every enemy encounter in this game is more or less a puzzle. Um, you approach it, they are usually very good about setting you up in a way where you're never walking into a room completely blind. And so you kind of know what you have to do and the knowing is the easy part. The execution of that plan is what's difficult. 
and getting those moves particularly right, making sure that nothing, you know, blindsides you more or less. Because it happens quite frequently in this, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm yeah. sure there's people out there who are down to like 30 second runs on levels and zero death runs and shit like that. It happens. But, but it is, I'll say that it is a fun game, but it is also a difficult one. <laughs> there is no difficulty slider in this. There is no turning it down to easy mode. You, you get what you're given. And it's, you get, you are given greatness. <laughs> in my opinion. Again, these are like my kind of games. Um, mm-hmm. Like seeing this kind of game, and then uh, not too long ago or afterwards, um, is it Neon White? Now I'm, my mind is blanking on the game that I played the demo, where I uploaded. Uh, let's see, Neon White, yeah, another first-person action platformer kind of thing, like the speed platformer. What did I call it? Speed platformer? I've already forgot. Um, <laughs> but it is very much that that first-person. You have to kill all the enemies before you can prog- progress. Uh, there are hidden secrets in these in those levels. I don't I don't know if there's any hidden secrets in that. I definitely did not finish the game. Uh, I am the number one person on of all of Space Time Taco that doesn't finish games. Um, <laughs> well, in Ghost Runner, there are some hidden secrets. Different blades you can get. Some see, audio logs. No different arms you can get as well. I found this out because apparently the edition I downloaded came with a few of those as well. So I was able oh, to like switch yeah. my arms and blades at the very beginning of the game. I did see there are um, some DLCs on there. I have not gotten any of that yet. Um, I want to know, did did you make it as far as I did or have you gotten further than me? Well, you I said, have not made it as far as you Okay, could. I was going to say, you said that you had, uh, you, I had died less than you on all the levels so far. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, I didn't play very much of it, but I'll I'll play it more when I have time to sit down and deal with the frustration that comes with <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, those kind of games, that is the frustration that drives me um, in comparison to something where it's like com- actual combat related, not puzzly combat, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't really... I. I I was going to say I didn't really walk away from it. I have not touched that since uh, the first time I played it, really. I think I played the first level, stopped, and then was like, I'm going to play this on stream. Um, hmm. If I remember correctly, I played it. Oh, yeah, I played that. Um, a Thursday stream before one of our extra lives. <laughs> <laughs> because I think I, had, I just found a video of me with the um, the overlay still with the extra life overlay going. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, great game. Highly recommend it. I think it's only like, let's see, twenty bucks, maybe thirty bucks. Twenty nine ninety nine. Um, I think you might be able to get like a yeah the whole bundle. You can get for a little bit cheaper because mm-hmm. that comes with I believe. Damn, there's a lot. The neon pack, the metal OX pack. Ooh, in the digital art book in soundtrack. Yeah. Normally it costs, so, I can't tell you, because it only shows me my re- reduced rate, because I hate the way <laughs> that they handle this shit. <laughs> well, going back to just games in general, I have something to say for anybody who may be a frequent listener oh, of God. our podcast. I know that last week I said that I was going to do PS2 streams like this week. I said I was going to set those up and definitely do them. 
and that didn't happen. And so to anyone who may have been looking forward to that, I don't know who you are because no one really watches when I stream, but I apologize that that didn't happen. Um, there's a lot of things going on in both of our personal lives right now that are keeping us off schedule. And so I can't say when I'll be back to streaming, but it will be hopefully sometime soon. I have the entire room that I have to myself. I'm repainting right now. I'm doing new furniture, so it's going to take a minute. Just so anybody listening knows. We That's love you. Cool. We'll eventually get this. We're all working through things. <laughs> I'm also now highly disturbed by what I clicked on in the Steam store, and I don't know why I clicked on it. Was it Shelter 69? Nope. It's a fucking hentai game called Nazi Furry. Well, that's worse than Shelter 69. Never mind. Because yep. mine is also a hentai game, but not... Nazi. How, how do I get this away? Let's go ahead and click ignore. You can click not interested. Let's click ignore. There we go. Now I like. Bird. I just hovered over the uh, ignore selection and it's like ignore this default. Or you can say that you played it on another platform. That way you can. <laughs> it, that I like that though because that way it can be like, hey, don't try and sell me this, but know that I enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I. Uh... I do not know why that was on the Steam store. Side note, Shelter 69 is literally just Fallout Shelter, but with mm. hentai characters. Oh, boy. Might need I to, like might need to make use of that uh, Pornhub account. <laughs> if it hasn't oh, been deleted, I really should see if that got deleted. I don't know. I still have uh, anime stand standing. Oh, God. I think I have that too. Maybe. No, was it free? I don't remember. Anyway, Nate. We got 15 minutes before we hit an hour. This is yep. what we have to do. We have to figure out time. Oh, you know what? No, we're, that's right. I can edit all this out. Mm -hmm. So now what we're going to do is hit our big section for the week, which is news. Pew, um, pew, 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 news. <laughs> so, Every week that's going to be the sound, right? Yes. We're going to touch on three sort of light, funny things and one semi-serious thing. Um, and so, some random shit that I'm going to rapid fire yeah. at the end. So, starting from the bottom here, we've got two trailers that came out since we last spoke. The first one being a trailer for what's coming out on Disney Plus soon, the She-Hulk Attorney at Law trailer. Now... I've heard, and I'm sure you've heard, that a lot of people are not thrilled with the CGI they saw in the trailer. Nah, nah, nah. Um, That's I don't response. think it looks. I don't think it looks terrible. Um, hopefully, it'll have some more dressing up in post production, and it'll be up to that Marvel standard we know and love for CGI. Um, given the fact that they're bringing back Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk in pretty much his Hulked out form the entire time, we saw how good his CGI looked. And things like Infinity War, or Endgame, I should say. Not Infinity War, and Endgame. And I don't think anybody had a problem with it then, so they shouldn't have a problem with it now. Um, I'm glad that She-Hulk is getting screen time in a streaming series, because she's a cool character in her own right. Uh, being, you know, cousin to Bruce Banner, being a lawyer. And we get... She's interesting in the fact that she never changes back. She doesn't come out of her hulked out form when she's that way she's that way all the time so imagine 
having talked to a seven foot tall female green lawyer. I don't know if they're going to keep that though. I don't know either. It seems like they are because they show her dressed up and going out with friends and things like that yeah. as She-Hulk. So I wonder if they might go. No, that wouldn't make sense because there is a scene in the trailer, um, where like people are coming up to her or yeah, news reporters are out her window asking to see She-Hulk. Um, I wonder if she's trying to keep some kind of split personality for a little bit or a secret identity at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, because and that is, if you think about it, just a general weird thing about Marvel. Most of the majority of Marvel characters don't have secret identities. That's just they are who they are. Well, yeah. And I mean, and certain characters use that as like the secret identity as the oh, when they finally reveal it, bad shit happens. We got to go back into make everybody forget who the fuck I am. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man has always kind of had a secret identity because anytime Spider-Man reveals he is Peter Parker, someone tries to kill his whole fucking family. Everyone. Um, well, and sometimes they succeed, so... <laughs> and then he wishes that his entire love life with the girl of his dream doesn't exist, and then they make he, a really shitty story out of it. He didn't wish that specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that you're not getting your QT romance in Spider-Man next time. Who no, no, no. I'm talking about... The actual uh, comic. Oh, the, uh, that one. Yeah, yeah. that's dumb. That was dumb. Um, not I'm, ha- I'm happy with the movie. Moment. I'm happy with how the movie does it. Yes. Not one of Marvel's brightest moments, for sure. <laughs> um, but then again, there, there's a billion comic books out there. You're going to have some misses. What can I say? Yep. Um, but, I don't know. I'm excited for She-Hulk. I hope other people are excited for She-Hulk. And given the track record that Disney Plus has had with the Marvel shows, I haven't come across a bad one yet. So here's hoping. Yeah. We got Kenobi, then Miss Marvel, then we get, um, as far as we know, we don't know if there's anything between Miss Marvel and She-Hulk, but mm-hmm. we got two two other ones that I'm extremely excited for leading into that. So Yes. Well, another trailer we got for a video game this time around is... Multiverses. Multiverses, which is another kind of Flash clone, or Smash clone. Why did I say Flash clone? Smash clone. Um, that I may or may not was, it may or may not have been given a uh, beta code for. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's bringing in characters from the DC universe. It's bringing in characters from the Cartoon Net- Network universe. Basically all the IPs that Cartoon Network owns, Hanna-Barbera and stuff like that. And it's smashing them together in a fighting game. Yeah. Including yeah. live action shit too, because we get some Game of Thrones as well as um, my mind just blanked. Gandalf. Gandalf has been announced as a character that will be in this game. Yeah. Well, and the Iron Giant. I say DC and Cartoon Network. It's basically WB properties. Is yeah. What it is. Everything Warner Brothers owns <laughs> until um, they decide to sell it off to Discovery or whatever. Oh no! Unless Discovery sells them off, who fucking knows? Yeah. So. It's all the WB stuff all smashed together. It's got an art style that's sort of reminiscent of Fortnite in a way, which isn't a totally bad thing because it lets you keep track of the characters on the screen and none of the characters look bad, really. Um, they're recognizable for who they are. I love the fact that the trailer specifically just full tilts into the Shaggy meme. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's his <laughs> one of his abilities. Is uh, Fuck, what is that thing called? 
Super Saiyan? No, there's a term. <laughs> oh my god, hold on. Now I need to look it up. Shaggy. Ultra, Ultra Instinct. Instinct. Ultra, Ultra Instinct. Instinct. Okay, yes. yeah. It's what Goku does in Super, but... Yes, it's Ultra Instinct Shaggy, and they just... They leaned all the way into that meme for Shaggy, which is great. But there's also other Scooby characters in it, I found it as well. Velma is in it. Yeah. So that's going to be neat. You've got Bugs, you've got Tom and Jerry, you've got Tasmanian Devil, Harley Quinn, Batman, Superman, a whole list of characters. Jake, Finn. Characters from basically anything you've watched Garnet. that's a cartoon is in this fucking... <laughs> Sorry, you didn't say Garnet, so I had to mention I didn't Garnet. say Garnet, yes. Garnet even has a nice little dance emote that she does. Um, God, I'm so fucking excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I If... I might try out the beta. Who knows? Maybe we'll stream the beta or do some, some clips of it for a Let's Play. Um, I'm glad to see that other people are at least... They haven't given up on doing the Smash clone. Yeah, and I mean, we still... Obviously, Nickelodeon... The Nickelodeon Nicktoon Smash, or whatever the fuck it's called. Brawl? Mm -hmm. I don't fucking remember. Um, is doing well enough that they keep announcing new characters. They just announced um, Jenny from uh, My Life as a Teenage Robot. She, I believe, just came out, um, and after that, Rocco and the dad from Jimmy Neutron. Not Jimmy Neutron, the dad from Jimmy <laughs> Neutron. Yeah, Jimmy Neutron's not in the game. I think hey, it's just Carl. <laughs> Carl? <laughs> it's, I don't know, it looks good. I've seen clips of it from people who have early access to it already. So... I'm not sure on mechanics or gameplay style. These are mostly just funny clips that they put together or different taunts and interactions between characters. I think that's going to be one of the cool things about this game is the characters yeah. do have inter unique dialogue with one another. So that's going to be cool to see. Um, but moving on from the trailers and things that we saw there, uh, do you want to do your random things or should we continue on? Yeah, I'll go through some. I'll go through the random shit. Um, some are pretty cool, cool, cool. I don't know. Uh, one of which... Why, why did you fucking reload? God damn it. Um, this is from earlier in the week. Or actually, hell, fuck. This is from earlier last week at this point. Last Monday. Um, there had been some le leaks and rumors. Uh, no fully confirmed thing, but sources are saying that we are getting three Silent Hill titles coming out of the woodworks. Uh, we got Silent Hill 2 Remake, developed by Bloober Team. Uh, I believe they made... Oh, I've just... It's the fun thing, I just looked into this and my mind is blanking right now. Yeah, they made the medium. Um, in and... Ho, ho, layers of Fear. Um, hmm. If you don't like Layers of Fear as, like, getting the scare the shitless from that game, highly recommend <laughs> it. Uh, there's going to be a smaller, supposedly a smaller, possibly episodic uh, short story style game um, from Annapurna, Annapurna Interactive. Uh, and then a brand new mainline uh, Silent Hill game. Um, nothing confirmed, obviously, from from uh, Konami. They love not really doing anything with any of their properties besides making fucking lottery machines out of slot machines out of pachinko. them. Pachinko! <sighs> um, so much pachinko. It's funny because a lot of their IPs now have made more money being pachinko machines than they have being actual video games. Yeah. Uh, I was actually listening to a podcast earlier where they actually brought up the fact that um, Resident Evil 7 outsold the entirety of the Silent Hill franchise. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on from 
a company that doesn't know what to do with their properties to someone that like knows what to do and that is just put in all micro microtransactions whatsoever um not going to go into too much of this but there have been reports coming up that uh ea is looking to sell or merge um probably mm. because they don't know what the fuck they're doing uh <laughs> well they're doing the same thing that square enix kind of did or yeah square enix did this um I didn't even talk about it last podcast, even though it happened around then. Yeah. They sold a bunch of their IPs to Embracer Group. Um, Which Embracer Group the is basically <laughs> THQ. THQ Nordic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Embracer Group is planning to do big things with all these IPs they're gathering up. But Square Enix sold those IPs for crypto. Yep. No fucking joke. They sold it for crypto. Wasn't and something all they in this immediately, but yeah. Yeah, it's all in this scheme, and I don't know why game companies are still trying to do it. It's in this scheme so they can turn a lot of their IPs and other property into NFTs. That is their end goal at this point. They made a public announcement this week that they are purchasing and minting NFTs. Yeah, that's what we need. Um... Because, you know, blockchain, I guess. Here's the thing, we and I feel like we've talked about it a little bit. There is a technology here that will eventually be useful for something and incredible for something. And I agree with that. What it is currently being used for is bullshit. Um, And I I recently just had a conversation with our friend Lou. Uh, To me, NFCs, NFTs, NFCs, NFCs are actually already really successful. Um, NFTs (laughs) will only be um successful once the porn industry figures out what to do with them <laughs> i no joke we've ta- i feel like we've talked about this before porn gets technology moving i mean yeah it's... wherever wherever they go wherever porn goes people follow not just for the porn but for technology too uh uh-huh. <laughs> no, the porn industry is i mean you make it or break it in porn based on reach and accessibility so, sorry, I'm just laughing at. Never mind. We're gonna just ignore that. And move on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of reach and accessibility, Nate. Um, <laughs> thank you. We're we got this going. Hollywood. Yeah, Cooper. There's our title: okay. Reach and Accessibility. Meow. Oh, I was um, gonna go with uh, where where porn goes, people follow. Um, <laughs> but it has been announced that Rick and Morty is getting a ten episode anime spinoff directed by Takeshi Sano, who uh, directed Tower of God. Mm. Um, which, if you have not watched, great anime, highly recommend. Um, but that whole Reach thing that we were talking about, yes. uh, it's I think it's great. I think that's fantastic that it we are now at that point that anime is so mainstream is mainstream enough that we're getting this kind of stuff with a show like Rick Rick and Morty. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, shout out to fucking supernatural supernatural. They're one of the first ones that got this kind of treatment. I think it was actually a 10 episode little spinoff thing. Um, I'm hoping that it is more new content. Um, supernatural, I think was more retelling of, stories in anime format um mm-hmm. 
but I think that's great. I think that's really cool. I hope to, I'm excited to see whatever they do with that. No real information on dates or anything, but we got that announcement um, in confirmation. Sadly, something that has been going around, but I don't believe, as last time of reading into this, um, Disney has not confirmed it, but it is all but confirmed that uh, they are working on a new Daredevil series for Disney+. Plus. Um, where this falls, whether it follows the original Netflix series and kind of course corrects back over to the MCU, who knows? Um, I still fall in the uh, in the side of hoping that they can figure out a way of scrubbing Iron Fist from the universe, um, or at least reintroducing him with a character that actually can fucking act. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. The more I see everyone from fucking Game of Thrones in other things besides Peter Dinklage, besides oh, yeah. Peter Dinklage, I mean, in in Sheen Bean, um, Sheen. <laughs> none of them can act. None of they're all cardboard fucking cutouts. Well, yes, he is a bad actor. We know this from the Netflix series, and he also can't fight. No, like he's at all. like, oh, I'm gonna get you. Um. Speaking on that and how we're going to get these characters reintroduced into the MCU, uh, there uh, is also, I'm not going to throw it up here because I don't have it readily available, um, but there's also been social media posts from Kristen Ritter and, oh my god, my mind is blanking on his name, the very attractive man, that's all I can remember, (laughs) Mike Coulter, yes, Uh, Power Fist, Power Fist, nope, Power Man. Power Man, Nick Cage. No, what? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, Luke. Luke Cage. Why did I say Nick Cage? Because yeah, Nick Cage is pretty great. I yes. don't think I could watch Power Man if it was... <laughs> Spartan Lock. There we go. Yeah, Spartan Lock. Um, there has been, yeah, social media posts of them uh, working together. So, where are they going to come into this universe? Who fucking knows? Just do it. That's I need those three. I'd be okay with Elektra. I'd be okay with Punisher. Just somehow cut one person out. Hell, I'd be okay with everyone that was in the fucking Iron Fist show. Except for Iron Fist. <laughs> <sighs> well, yes, it was a bad show. Bad actor was cast in it. That's all I can really say about Iron Fist at this point. Yeah. We're not going to comment anymore because that's it. That's it for my stuff. But so moving on from there, then um, just some more lighthearted stuff. Uh, So Minecraft was going to do another nature update where they were adding more animals and more features and new stuff, basically. And one of the things that people were most excited for in Minecraft was frogs. So... Chris had said this to me before we just started here, but in every introduction of an animal in Minecraft, they usually introduce that animal's food source. And in this case, Mojang had planned to make frogs eat fireflies until a bunch of people from the community warned developers in Mojang that fireflies are actually toxic to frogs. And so fireflies will not be coming to Minecraft, at least for now, and at least not as the food source for frogs. (laughs) So we still do have an update coming. There's still going to be more stuff to do, explore, find, craft, and you'll have frogs now. 
Um, oh, I have no idea what? what the mechanics surrounding the frogs are going to be, yeah, but who knows? it's cool to have more ambiance in the world of Minecraft. Well, it'll be nice to have something in the fucking swamp, because the only thing that spawns in swamps right now are witch, ha witch huts, and they don't always have witches. Um, yeah. But real quick, speaking on Minecraft updates, uh, I don't think we have a date yet set for that next update that includes the fun underworld cities and shit, um, mm -hmm. or underground cities. Um, I have seen gameplay of the new warden boss, or enemy, I don't know if it's considered a boss yet. Um mm -hmm. There is a pretty easy way to fuck with it um, <laughs> and kind of cheese the fight. So I'm hoping that now that that's been on rec on like record, Mojang can be like, ooh, we got to give this guy some jumping powers. Because all you have to do is dig two blocks underneath it while it's spawning and it can't attack you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that gets changed and updated. Um, but this last one, this last one is actually... It, it's upsetting that it has to happen, but it's it's nice to see this happening. Well, yes, this is true. So, if you've kept abreast of any news media lately, we all know that the talk of the town has been court Roe v. Wade decision and what's going forward and who's going to be affected by it and so on and so forth. We are not here to comment on that. That is for another place in time. What we are going to comment on is one game studio's reaction to the potential fallout of these decisions that may or may not be made. Um, but this comes from Certain Affinity, which is a Texas-based studio. Um, you may know... Wait, Certain Affinity has supported work on games like Halo Infinite, Doom 2016, Left 4 Dead, so on and so forth. They're less of a full-fledged game development and publishing studio so much as they are technical assistance for games, I should say. But the CEO came out with a public statement and wrote a letter to his employees and said, if the state or province that you live in restricts access to what a majority of medical experts consider essential care, and this makes remaining there untenable for you and your family, we will cover the pre-approved, documented, reasonable out-of-pocket costs for your relocation to another, safer state or province that we operate in. So, what the CEO of Certain Affinity is saying here, just breaking this down, when he says what a majority of medical experts consider essential care, he's talking about both things like, uh, let me see if I can remember some proper terms here. Abortion. Things like uh, puberty blockers, things like uh, hormone therapy for trans people, and abortion as well. Um, and so his company and himself are willing to straight up pay out of pocket for, one of, for any of their employees' families to relocate to a state or province where they operate, if necessary, to get out of a bad situation. And that's a really cool thing for a game CEO to do because a lot of game companies, you know, are afraid to dive into what some gamers, capital gamers, refer to as politics. Um, but this is showing... Which are usually just, just rights? Yeah, this is just a company showing that it is willing to go out of its way to take care of its workers for once, as opposed to a lot of the gaming news we get about companies exploiting and abusing workers. We have one that says... We're actually going to take care of you. 
um, if necessary. So we just think that's a really cool thing. And we hope that certain affinity putting this foot forward encourages other game companies, especially the larger developers and publishers to do the same. Um, because let's face it, work sucks no matter what industry you work in. And it sucks even more if you have to live in a place where you feel like you're, you were just an outsider. You were ostracized by your community because of a thing you choose for yourself or because of an identity that you have. Uh, it's, it's daunting, it sucks, it leads to a lot of mental health issues, and in a lot of cases, ultimately leads to violence, either someone taking their own life or taking the life of someone else. And so it just, it's a good step forward, it's a good move forward, and we're hoping the rest of the game industry also takes that step forward with certain affinity. So, you know, if no one else heard a thank you from certain affinity, it's coming from us at the Space Time Taco Crew. Thank you so much for doing this for your workers. Sadly, I was going to say nothing on that level from them, but um, I do know with the recent incident of uh, the PlayStation, is it, I guess it's uh, the CEO, I mean, Jim Ryan, I believe it's Jim Ryan. Hey, Coop. No, Coop. Uh, yeah, President and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, Jim Ryan, uh, had an email leak where basically uh, he didn't take a side on the stance when it came to uh, basically fucking women's rights. Um, and very quickly, uh, Bungie came out because they've already been very vocal uh, in support, um, came out and, and said we aren't going to let, or actually it was a representative from Bungie um, that actually came out and said, it's not hard to make a decision. It's not hard to choose a side um, and we're not going to let anybody stop us from telling, speaking basically their truth kind of thing. Um, so good for them. Good for Bungie. I wish that, or I would love for them to be able to do something like this, like certain affinity. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah. Shit sucks. It does suck right now, but uh, I think anybody who has listened to us for long enough or watched anything that we've produced knows what we're about and knows where we stand on certain issues at this point, so it doesn't really bear repeating. We just appreciate the industry moving in a more progressive direction, trying to take care of its employees where it matters. and uh, In which that could also be taken over to, you know, the rest of the fucking world. Yeah, and... Yeah, hopefully that trend continues. Um, I mean, Bungie really did take no shit when yeah. they said what they said about the Buffalo shooting over the week. Yeah. Um, they put it loudly and proudly all over their social media, and anybody who commented negatively, at least for a few hours, the social media team was there to clap right back at them and show them, you know, if you're going to be that way, we just don't want you to be a part of our community anymore. Yeah. So, And we echo that message. Yes. We echo that freely. If you're... And I guess I guess this actually does bear repeating because we haven't said it in a long time. If you're the kind of person who's reactionary or thinks games are being too political or thinks the gaming industry is being too progressive for whatever reason or any media that we cover, be it comic books, TV, movies, or video game, if you're of that mindset, then, you know, no matter what our, what our listenership is, our viewership is 
we do not want you to be part of our community. We kindly ask you to show yourself to the door um, because we just don't have the time and energy to deal with you anymore. We're old men who work full-time jobs and we do this as a hobby. We're tired. And we'd rather you show yourself out than be shown out at this point. <laughs> and we will. We like the block button. The block, the report, the every button possible. Don't make me find you. <laughs> okay, I'm going to cut that out. That sounds a little <laughs> bit too threatening. Um, we're already on list, Nate. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will say, um, this is we're stepping away from this more, um, but hopefully you will be seeing a lot more of us in the coming weeks, um, especially next month, uh, because we are coming up on not E3. Do you remember not E3, Nate? I remember not E3. Yeah, Naughty 3 is just wherever the fuck game companies decide to throw their things now, since they don't have a normal week. Um, so far, we have a couple of definites. Uh, most importantly, I guess? I want to say importantly. I'm most excited for... Um, actually, that's a lie. I'm second most excited for. Uh, the Beth Bethesda Xbox Showcase, which will be June 12th. Yes. Yep, June twelfth. Most excited for <laughs> what? Wholesome. Yes, the wholesome company. Yeah, only uh, the uh, the wholesome games, which is the eleventh, um, as well as I forgot, Guerrilla Collective was also the eleventh. So I am uh, I already have those days set. Um, I will be live streaming both. I don't know if you are going to be able to come over for um, the Xbox stuff. I know it, everything's difficult now because I this fucking house. Um, yes. But uh, I'm excited for those. I'm hoping we get an announcement for um, two things. One, Nintendo. Nintendo's actual direct for the year. Um, as well as everyone's favorite, Devolver <laughs> Digital. So, fingers crossed we get... Yes, I've got a whole list here sitting in front of me. So, just as a quick rundown, we get Summer Game Fest on June 9th. That's at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm probably um, going to be available to Jeff watch that. Keely. Yep, so that's hosted by Jeff Keighley. Um, that's the one where we get world premieres and all that crazy stuff. World premiere. Um, after that, Gorilla Collective is Saturday, June 11th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Oh, and I guess they don't have it listed there for some reason. Um, Geeked Week, Netflix's Geeked Week, is mm -hmm. uh, the gaming section is at um, 1 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Well, we've got Wholesome Direct, uh, Saturday, June 11th as well, at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Future Game Show, that same Saturday, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Xbox and Bethesda Showcase, we've got Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. PC Gaming Show, same Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Overwatch Showcase is supposed to be I mean, Thursday, June 16th, but that's TBA. We also don't need to talk about that. Yeah, we've got the THQ Nordic Showcase, which is Friday, August 12th, also TBA. And the very last thing we've got for the summer so is far. going to be Gamescom. So far, yes. Gamescom opening night live, which will be Thursday, August 25th, time TBA as well. And that's usually the, the end of Summer Game Fest, for uh, at least from, I like they call it the Jeff Stravaganza. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. And hopefully, like I said, it's early enough. 
as dumb as it sounds, we're almost at the end of fucking May, and they haven't announced everything. But we're early enough that we haven't gotten the announcement for all the different press conferences. But I'm excited. So we got some time. And up until then. We can expect the usual. We can expect a lot of a lot of additional information about things coming out this later this year, and a lot of world premiere teasers for things that are probably going to come out. I won't even say later this year, but most likely early next year. World premiere. I mean, we we've got to be getting close. Like I know people shit on Xbox all the time because they don't have uh, any first party titles, and I'm like, whatever, cool. I don't care. But we are def- we we have to be at least getting close to Xbox's many many studios that they bought yeah. having stuff to show. Um, well, Bethesda still has a lot of Starfield to show off, and yep. I've seen clips of Starfield and it looks great. Um, Arcane has Redfall to show off. Hopefully, we get more of either since they were both delayed. I would love to see where yep. either of them are right now. We still are getting rumors, but no details about Elder Scrolls Six. We got so we've got that wherever uh, Fable is right now. Yeah, wherever Fable is, possibly a preview of another Fallout game. What is? Oh, I, I hope not. I really don't want to hear anything about Fallout just because of the fact that they've got so much shit going on. Um, yeah. What is the name of Obsidian's Skyrim? Obsidian's Because remember, Obsidian has that new... Hold on. Nope, not a not wrong thing. Avowed. Avowed. Okay. Yeah. Um, they That was revealed back in 2020. Um, and I want to know what it is. I want to, I want more. Cause that was very much, we, I think during the, the, um, press conference, we all made the joke that I'm like, Oh shit. Obsidian is making a uh, Skyrim. <laughs> they're, they're doing more. Hey, we can do your game, but better. <laughs> I've also got outer worlds two on their website listed right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what There's else so is on here? Is Pathfinder adventures already out. Yeah. That released a long time ago, but I'm talking about <laughs> We got a lot. We don't know exactly. It's fun to know to, to guess. Um, obviously, we don't. We're not going to hear anything of uh, Activision stuff because they still aren't. That isn't done until next year, most likely, mm-hmm. if it even gets done. Depending on all the shit that's going on with that fucking company. Um, well, we may get a preview for the next Modern Warfare. They are just calling it Modern Warfare Two. Well, that's true. Who knows? We've got Modern Warfare Two too. Two two. All right. I think that's a good week. What about you? I think so. That's about a wrap. All right. Well, if you like what you hear, what you see, what we do, that's how I'm going to say it from now on. Uh, You can find us on all social media. Just search Space Time Taco. Uh, Don't forget to hit that little subscribe and the notification bell and rate five stars and all that fun stuff that podcasts can do. Because I forgot that you can do that. You can comment on things. Do you know you can comment on podcast ratings? I didn't, but I guess now I do. Like, you can put hashtag dog robot. I only said that because I looked over at my computer screen and there's a dog robot. Has nothing to do with A five-star review that's just a one word of, like, good, and then a one-star review that's, like, a novel's length of angry nonsense. Yep, that's how it works. Um, if you want to find me anywhere, I'm everywhere. As space time... Nah, nope, that's not... I almost said it again. Space time burrito. That's yeah, not it. Do. I need to get that. I need to save that now. Um... 
Heimler burrito everywhere. <laughs> and he's everywhere-ish. At a little teapot. Alright, go inside and play video game.